wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. And before we talk about Amazon possibly getting into the gaming industry, before we talk about Xbox and PlayStation having beef over VR, before we talk about more Death Stranding and Game Awards, before we talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater possibly making a comeback, here with me as always, the greatest co-host whoever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, friends and family in the U.S. that celebrate. Yeah, man, I was thinking about it, first and foremost. How did you like that intro? I, oh, just, I, just wanted, I wanted to do something different. I'm like, I'll add everything up and then I'll introduce yeah. you. And I think that. No, I loved it. It felt good to me. It felt great. You know? Um, it's like presenting the menu at a restaurant. Here's what's on the menu. Right? And, uh-huh. and here we go. Order, yeah. order what do you want? So here's the deal. We're we're recording an hour, an hour, a day earlier. Um, an hour so, later. <laughs> an hour later and a day earlier. So this episode's coming out on Wednesday instead of Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. Here in the States. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite holidays. I'm not even kidding you, Kyle. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's actually one of my least favorites. What? Yeah. it's I'm weird like that. Like I, Why? The only Thanksgiving food that I love is stuffing and a turkey leg and the cranberry yeah, sauce like in it. a can. But, like, Ooh. you know, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm very picky like, eater. So you so. don't like turkey at all? I, I, I rarely eat turkey in general. Wow. Okay. It's a little. It's a little. I'm more of a uh, uh, honey baked ham person. But that's oh, dude, honey baked. Ham. That's that's Oof. what we get here at Christmas time. So like, okay. I'm just looking. I know when Thanksgiving hits, I'm a month mm-hmm. away from my ham. Well, okay. So that's that. My question, like, Christmas is your holiday. Christmas like, is my is... holiday. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Followed like, closely by Easter. See, I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I just have bad. I have some bad memories associated because mm. of family okay. and stuff. But yeah. with Thanksgiving, it's just a chill day sure. where people make me really good food. Yeah, that's fair. And I just sit and I relax. And this week, I plan to do a little bit of it before I get into the final bit of my, yeah. my last week of class. You're so, so close. Dude, I'm so close. So but close. you know what? Here, here's the deal. First and foremost, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, is the dopest holiday, though. If I have to, not just because Black Friday is around the corner and retail mm-hmm. workers get to really just, it's the once, once every it's year, a, it's retail, the retail workers, workers get to tell a yeah. customer how they really feel without yeah. any repercussions. Oh, okay. I was going to do it the other way. Where like, they love going to work on Black Friday. And no, they feel you valued. hate it. No, you I know. Hate. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, you get awards, I, you, you get smiles from everyone that walks yep, in the door. Yep. I really yeah. wanted to wake up at 11 oh, at man. night to go to work until 9 a.m. Nothing really says family like, like leaving dinner at 6 o'clock to, exactly. to go to work. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. No, because like it's that one time of year where, like, yeah, you're an employee. You'd be like, listen, you get your own fucking iPad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, Sir, I saw you pushing here. old ladies to the ground. I'm not getting yeah. you your napkin set. Yeah. The and then you shove the lady back down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but not only that, but like media just stops. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's going on like TV, like podcasts, what you name it. Everybody stops what they're doing and they're like, it's it's Thanksgiving week. You don't see that up in Canada. 
right? Mm-hmm. They have theirs in October. It's disgusting, <laughs> right? UK, do you guys even have a Thanksgiving? Nope. What do you guys do? <laughs> what, like, March 7th, you guys get together and discuss the Magna Carta? Get out of here. Mm. Sean Capri, write in. Tell us, yeah. tell us what is your well, Thanksgiving. <laughs> they literally, Sean, I believe, once called it Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> And I get it, like as a reference, but I'm just wondering if all Canadians just go, "Oh, it's a uh, it's Canadian Thanksgiving." <laughs> Let's talk about PlayStation. <laughs> Let's do it. It's gonna be a great episode. Again, we got some awesome news about Shuhei Yoshida and Phil Spencer going at it over mm. VR. We have a rumored Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But before we get into all that greatness that is the news this week, yeah. each and every week, we talk about what we've been playing. So, Kyle, yeah, what have you been playing, my dude? Uh, so, uh, I finished Death Stranding, man. I not only surpassed you, because you were ahead of me. Oh my um, god, yeah. You were ahead of me by a couple chapters, like a meaty like three, four hours, I, I believe. Um, and Three, so- four chapters, I think, actually. Yeah, which yeah. is, yeah, yeah, that was a lot, so... Sunday, instead of watching my Giants just lose miserably once again, um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of, like, I really want to see this story out. Let me just marathon it through. And I just finished Death Stranding in, like, a seven, eight-hour block. Um, It was an amazing experience, and I don't want to go too far into it because we got the road to greatness, so we'll get into real in-depth there. But um, the story has some really awesome, amazing parts uh, it does falter a little bit towards the end, especially mm. after like the last, the final, final chapter wraps up. It really gets into crazy Kojima. Let's sit and watch like a feature length movie at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. but with that being said, I it's an it's a beautiful experience. It's one that I'm happy I played. Yeah. I don't think I will ever go back and play it again because I love that experience that I had okay. with it. Um, okay. but yeah, it's it is. Oh, very unique game. Extremely unique. Isn't it weird that, like, oh, you know, we're doing the Trophy Room Awards, right? Yeah. Which, shout out to, to Plague Tale, man. Shout Those out. devs are they shouting want the show out. They, they want, want it. it. They want it. So, And I can't wait to look at all the results again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the description down below, you want to vote for the game of the year. That is the Trophy Room Awards. Go down over there. But, yeah, no, like, it's weird that my top three games all falter in a little like bit of each other like yeah yeah control the story's awesome and unique until all of a sudden it literally just ends yeah and like death stranding it's just like you need to get to the point mm-hmm. and then with with fallen order it's just like they're they're pacing issues in yeah. terms of like when you get abilities mm-hmm. and so like for me it's it's weird to see the game of the years not really be standouts yeah there's not one that everyone could be like that game right there yeah that is that deserves game of the year this defined the year there's a lot of push and pull give and take when it comes to whatever game of the year is this year for people and at the end of the day i mean we're going to talk about it in a second it all depends on you yeah 100 that's the beauty of video games I know. I, yeah. I love how people get so angry about it. But Kyle, so you beat Death Stranding. We're going to yeah. talk about it on the Patreon show. That is the road to greatness. Thank you, Daniel Welsh and uh, and uh, Winter Gamer for making that happen. But what else? What other games? You you were talking about Jedi just a minute yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. So before, before we hopped on, yeah. I was um, 
I want to finish that before, at least before we get into our game of the year discussions. And I'm pretty okay. far in. Um, I just fought one of the bosses. I won't say. Who, I mean, I guess I can say the character's name. I fought the ninth sister. Um, oh, I love that fight. Which, which is a super cool fight. And yeah. um, so I'm a little bit behind there. I just went back to Bulgano and I 100%ed the planet now that I unlocked the final unlock for as far right. as abilities go. Yeah. Um, I love the world. I love the story it's trying to tell. But there are some things when it comes to like the platforming that are just hard just to be hard, I feel. And it's just like annoying. What? Like the, the the wall running into grabbing a rope to swinging to another wall run, then a double jump to a high ledge and things that should add up. Like I'm doing exactly the right lines, but mm. every time I, I hit jump at the same exact time, I land in a different spot. Or I don't go as high up as I did the last time. And it it feels like I'm doing the... It's like the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over (laughs) and over again and getting the same results. But Mm. in this case, I'm not getting the same result. Things are changing just a little bit and I'm doing the same things. So it's just just frustrating. Uh, I still want to complete it because I do enjoy the world. I love the second sister story. I like Cal. Um, I'm falling in love with Grease. He's a hilarious dude, character. Love I yeah. love that dude. Um, so it, it's a, it's a quality game. I'm not taking away from the game itself. It's just there mm-hmm. are things that could be fine tuned a little bit to make it just even a better game. My, so I I'm on the last chapter of Death Stranding. Let me talk about Jedi here for a second. Yeah. Um, I beat Jedi over the weekend, and um, it's my favorite Star Wars game ever. Yeah. Just just. Man, like my like, there's a lot of games in the Star Wars universe that I get. They're not great, you know. Like, you know, Shadows of the Empire is one of my favorite, favorite Star Wars games ever. But this one is just they understood what makes lightsabers and the Force cool. Mm-hmm. And when you get into a like the boss fights in this game, when you're fighting other lightsaber wielders, it is some of the most intense lightsaber fights. Yeah. That you have. You really do feel like you're having an epic clash. Mm-hmm. And that combat system, the Sekiro combat, it is not Souls Born Stop People, please. It's very much not. But like when you get different abilities and when you have different lightsaber abilities, when you unlock more, the game gets fun. Like really fun. But it just it takes a lot of effort to unlock those abilities Mm -hmm. and that's my problem with it like to unlock you know a double jump it took me like nine hours into the game i was like why why for a basic thing like double jump just give me it and it's weird because like you can see on the planets are like oh a double jump would be great here like i I can see it yeah i I get that they want to bring you back but it just takes too long to get those abilities Uh, like most in most games double jump is the first thing yeah it would be nice to get the double jump first and yeah, you're right. When it comes to platforming, some things are just not highlighted correctly. Yeah. To tell you, oh, that's a ledge I can jump on. Yep. The the wall running it is, but everything else is a little bit. It, it's not screaming at you like yep. how Last of Us or or any naughty with dog the thing, yellow the yeah. yellow. You know, you can jump there. Mm-hmm. That's what that game kind of fa- fails at to me because I did not know in Jedi Fallen Order that I could get more than three stims. Your health. All the way until, like, the second-to-last boss. Mm. I was doing the game on hard mm. with just three stims and That's finding awesome. it infuriating. So then when I found out I could get more, I just was just like, all right, walkthroughs. <laughs> Let yeah. me at it. I'm and at five what, currently. I'm at, like, seven now. Yeah. 
But seriously, it, the ending is, whew, it's amazing. But you know what, yeah. Kyle? Yeah. That's what we've been playing this week. Again, mm-hmm. more Jedi. It is very much solidified as a Game of the Year contender, for sure. Death Stranding, Game of the Year contender, for sure. Yeah. If you want to find out who's going to win at the Game of the Year Trophy Room Awards, again, you have a voice. Link in the description down below. You get to vote on who you think should be the Game of the Year, and then all so many other awesome categories as well. Um, so with that, Kyle, Yeah. you find out on December 18th, who wins? Mm, Let's get into the, sto- uh, the news, shall we say. You mean the goobers? Listen, man, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, Zarmina Khan over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes, Death Stranding's The Game Awards 2019 nomination split gaming community. Jeff Keighley responds. Death Stranding's divisive reviews aside, it's Keighley and Hideo Kojima's relationship which has become the center of focus. For those who don't know, the duo formed a clo- close friendship following Kojima's high-profile departure from Konami. In the years that followed, Keeley and Kojima regularly appeared together at events, and Keeley even made an appearance in Death Stranding. Kojima also sits on TGA's advisory board. This understandably led many to question the nine nominations the game received for TGA 2019. But as Keeley has pointed out to Kotaku, he isn't involved in the nomination process. TGA's jury comprises of 80 media outlets. Quote, I respect and appreciate the concern, Keeley told Kotaku. This is why we have the FAQ right at the top of the website to make the process clear. It's also why I don't vote on the nominees or winners. In my role as show producer, I work closely with game publishers and developers at a number of levels. So leave the judging to media outlets that provide a wide critical assessment, end quote. When Kutaku sought clarification on Kojima's advisory role at TGA, Keeley said that the board, which he's a part of, helps to guide and advance the mission of the Game Awards. Functionally, this typically includes a few in-person meetings every year to solicit general feedback on the show's direction. These are broad-stroke discussions, he added. So, yeah, last week we talked about this, right? Death Stranding, it's not... It's not a divisive game. I think we got to get that out of the, yes. the conversation mm-hmm. because it's a good game, like yep. Metacritic wise. It's at an eighty-three at this point, which yeah. is a B. You got to B minus. That's and a good and if you look at the game. same score, I think the user score is lower. But I guarantee you, those users have not really gotten anywhere in the game at all, or when they're I, just I... dive bombing it just to dive bomb it. Exactly. That's what I think as well. I never take user scores. Yeah at all into consideration unless Same. i think it's like rock rotten tornadoes i was just like okay yep. i get it mm-hmm. um but yeah so for me it, it is concerning right like do we we do have a, a a right to question it because jeff Keeley, i think i even talked about this last week for like four years in a row right talked about kojima in some type of aspect like a week before the launch he was at the launch event interviewing kojima mm-hmm. It is a bit weird, don't you think, that, yeah, Kojima is nominated for these nine categories, but, again, the game wasn't a home run, grand slam type, mm-hmm. of, type of scenario. Do you think that this did it, its job in kind of trying to, you know, settle everybody down? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree it was a little fishy when mm-hmm. the nominees came out, and... Death Stranding had so many. Um, yeah. After just being released, of, like, what, two weeks before the nominations went live or a week? About or two like weeks, that. yes. But um, understand that people had Death Stranding since mid-October. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he, 
what he said is true. The, the FAQs at the top, it's all the media outlets that vote for the nominees and and, and end up voting for the winners. Um, I, I think that is the right call, and it's it's good that he got out here and he said, I'm, I don't vote in the nominees or the winners. Kojima is just helping kind of push the show to greater heights, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with that answer, and I, I, I trust and believe in Jeff enough to if things were ethically going the wrong way, I think Here's he, a question. you want to do it. Yeah. Do you think he didn't even like think this was going to be an issue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah, know, like I, you don't think it crossed his mind at all. I don't think so. I I, hmm. I can't I can't really. Okay. Actually, yeah, maybe maybe it might have come up. Now that I'm thinking a little bit more on it, it might have, and yeah. I think he would have addressed it. I think before yeah. anything happened. I think like even on on Twitter, he was just like, "Hey guys, let me know your feedback. Hey, let me know your thoughts." Because yeah. a lot of people, when you take a look at like the nominees, it's you know you got Sekiro, you got mm-hmm. uh, Outer Worlds, you got um, Smash. Smash Brothers, Contro- which is so weird, but you know, yeah, you got Control, you got Death Stranding. It's it's a weird pick for Game of the Year. Yeah. Like it's just it, it's it kind of feels like there was maybe a game that got missed out. Like mm-hmm. to me, I think it highlights a deeper problem. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, an overarching problem is that at the end of the day, these nominees are super political in a sense of it all it is a you know popularity contest sure yeah like i you know i see a game like outer wilds and it's getting a whole bunch of attention with like our good friends over at the megadads right Mm -hmm. adam leonard loves it um we're seeing a whole bunch of people going like yeah where's outer wilds this is a fantastic game Where's this game being represented? You see Plague Tale, right? Mm-hmm. Up for best narrative, it is a really good game. Uh, but, like, where is that in the conversation other than best narrative? Like, yeah. there are a lot of missing pieces here that it is weird that, like, why is Outer... Like, Outer Worlds is on ours as well, but, like, mm-hmm. why is Outer Worlds there and Plague Tale isn't, right? Yeah. Why is Sekiro there and, you know... I don't know, Sayonara Wild Hearts isn't. It's it's getting to open up a a deeper problem. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I don't think Jeff Keighley was aware that this was going to be an issue. Because if I was Jeff Keighley right now, dude, I would have made a video right off the top going, Hey guys, I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. This is how it's run. Or like, even just, just the beginning of the video tell people how the shows work Mm -hmm. and give just a layer of transparency that we can fall back on. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that makes more sense. Hey, here's the 80 people, you know, the 80 institutions that we're picking out of, you know, that are, that are picking the winners or whatever. Like that makes more sense to me so that people go in knowing, Oh, Jeff doesn't have a a, a horse in the race because right off the bat, people are like, well, Death Stranding is just going to win everything, right? Mm. And, like, there are some categories where it doesn't make sense they're in. Sure. Absolutely. Best action game? Yeah, no. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I don't know if it's in best narrative, but it shouldn't be. Like, mm. there are some things that it just doesn't add up, and that's why I think it gets to the deeper 
the deeper thing behind the game awards is that it's just a popularity contest. It's fun. And I think, I don't know. And I'll throw this back to you. Do you think people are losing the point of what this is? Yeah, I, 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 I do. And I think they're losing the fact that nobody wants the game awards to be a legitimate thing more than Jeff Keighley. Yes. So if for him to even try to jeopardize what he's put in so much hard work into, um, I, I think they would be foolish to think that of him. Yeah. Right. Like, cause he, he so badly wants this to be on an Oscars level as far as like celebrating the year in gaming. He, he wants it to be a legitimate thing where people mm-hmm. go to and to celebrate Wh- the medium that we love. So why would he yeah. jeopardize it in any way? Why would he throw so much of his own capital in it? Why would he sacrifice so much time and effort into this over, uh, you know, almost what, half a decade at this point? For sure, yeah. I remember watching on Spike TV when Spike TV was a thing. Knock it off. (laughs) Like, why why would he be like, oh, yeah, I spent four years making this the best show I I know. I'm going to spend my capital so that my friend wins an award. Yeah. It is, though, strange at the same exact time. You should have been more open about it because, yeah, you're in the game, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You do run this whole big organization. Like, this isn't Dust Stranding's first rodeo when it comes to this, right? Famitsu's, uh, uh, I believe one of the Famitsu's guys, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is a big publication over in Japan, is in the game. They gave the game a perfect score. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is, there are things that aren't lining up that looks sketchy that you should have been in, uh, out in front of since the get go. Yeah. I don't know. It's just me though. Uh, and be- before we move on, I think what would for like next year's game awards. Yeah. Um, if Jeff wants it to be on an Oscars level, right? The Oscars used to only have like five nominees for best picture. Now yeah. they've expanded that. I think if he would expand that and do no more than 10 games. Yeah. I think that would be even better. Highlight more games that deserve, like, the snubs that we all think of. So, like, uh, for Nintendo, uh, Fire Emblem. You yeah. got uh, Jedi can even be in there as well this year. Outer Wilds, yep. Sayonara. Yeah. Just have if more a... variation and more games that have been at the zeitgeist yeah. of everyone's minds when it comes to, like, fervor of good games. Just have more of a selection. And that's what I did with the Trophy Room Awards. It's like, I put... I put enough in there that makes sense that it's there, mm-hmm. and so like the way, and I'm not saying I did a better job than Jeff Keighley. <laughs> more effort. You it's hear a that, Jeff? Doc, at the end of the day, <laughs> but it, it was just like the the how I picked games was yeah, obviously games I played, but then taking into account of what my friends played and what they're all talking about, mm-hmm. and then also thinking back about the conversation of those games. Did it leave a lasting impact? Those are the things I'm thinking about when I'm putting these games up. So I think you're right. Like adding more or less to, you don't need a set number to make something happen or not. And again, this is something he is, he's taking into consideration. Just seeing him reach out on social media and give this clarification is a, is a lot. It's a step in the right direction. So he's not bought out. And if Death Stranding wins, and if it wasn't your jam, who cares? You yeah. know? Like, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. not affecting the, my game of the year. Nope. You know, we get really excited, like, with God of War. Oh, when yeah. Won last we year, we, we cried. Yeah. But awesome. Like, it, you know, it's awesome if they don't. It's awesome if they do. Because yeah. whatever your game of the year is, is your game of the year. Who Absolutely. cares? Absolutely. You know how many times I say Bloodborne's a game of the generation because it's a All simple fact? 
all the time. Did it win Game of the Year? Should have. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, let's get on to the next story, shall we? Uh, Liam Croft over at... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Liam Croft over at Push Square writes, Rumor, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remix Incoming, says Infamous Insider. The original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and its sequel are widely considered to be two of the very best games released on the PS1. So imagine our delight when reports began cr- cropping up about potential remakes of the excellent twosome. According to one Twitter insider who rather unceremoniously, ugh, unceremoniously leaked almost the entirety of E3 2019 earlier this year, the titles are about to be released on PlayStation 4 with a fresh link, lick of paint. According to Sabi, prototypes of the remake have been kicking around Activision for a while now, but now they're about to be released on the current generation of consoles as fully-fledged games. If we take the rumor to be true, which we do with a very large grain of salt, could this be an announcement planned for the Game Awards? Could it be, Kyle? What do you think? Uh, I think that would be huge. Okay, so are were you big? I, I, oh, I forgot God. if we've had this conversation. Oh, am I a big Tony Hawk Pro Skater fan? Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I am one of the biggest Tony Hawk Pro Skater fans. Do you have the ride controller? No. That is when <laughs> I, I cut ties. Um, the 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 PS1 games into PS2, yeah. Yeah. I, there are so many countless hours. I would just have my friends come over and put in the cheat codes like anti-gravity and just see how long we could spin for. See, just yeah. and, as we slowly are rising into the sky and there's... N- there's no, there's no ground in sight, dude. The build your own park creator. Oh, the, oh the, I mean, the soundtrack shaped my high school and middle school life. Yeah. That soundtrack is like god tier when it comes to video game soundtracks. It's, it, those games are so amazing and so influential, not just on myself but so many people who game during this time. This is, this be huge if we get to play them again, and not whatever. That other remake, whatever it was, that came out. We're not talking about it. That was garbage. I think it was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, I think. Yeah, uh, get out I, of my face. Uh, I don't uh, want it. No. No, no, no. No, this is awesome. For me, I have awesome memories with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I remember like having a, a birthday party and, and like people bringing over their copy and then like convincing my mom to buy me the game. Because she, she didn't like it. I think cause there was blood in it. Mm, yeah, that was you, yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I maybe the music wasn't her taste, but <laughs> as a woman that grows up on the Bee Gees, you know, listening to Blink One Eighty Seven is not her jam. But here's the thing: I love it. I I like this idea. I love what Activision is doing, where they're just looking at their older catalogs and going, "Okay, what's going to make us a shit ton of money?" Mm-hmm. I think the Crash Experiment has succeeded big time for them. And now that they have that out, they're just like, okay, what's another thing that we could get people excited for? And I think Tony Hawk, yeah, Pro Skater 1 and 2 is a great start. If I was them, though, I'd just do one. And you get to milk Mm. this bad boy as things. I'm thinking as a capitalist, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me, this is awesome. Do Do you think this is a PS4 thing? You think this is a PS5 thing, though? I think this is a, probably a PS4 thing. Okay. I mean, if PS5 is backwards compatible, does it matter at this point? No, it really doesn't. Um, and if I get get a good skating game, it doesn't yeah. matter to me either. Hell yeah. Yeah. And if and if you are not, if you don't have Superman by Goldfinger in your head right now as we're talking about it, 
mm-hmm. then you're not a true fan of Tony Hawk. Because I can't, that song's in my head right now. I can imagine <laughs> picking up the skate letters in the warehouse. Oh my God. You know what I think of when I think of Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater? I think of American Pie for some reason. Mm. That is like 90s yeah. to a T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I think, yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, that's the 90s, early 2000s. American Pie is. 90s early 2000s comedy and i think uh-huh. yeah the music taste and everything blends so well oh god, god i want to play it so bad right now but i, I can't I, I wonder i wonder if those movies have aged well oh no they <laughs> probably <haven't>. not no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh there you go tony hawk pro skater let's get to the 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 real big news this week kyle yeah uh jeremy Hor- horwitz uh, over at GamesBeat writes, Sony and fans fire back as Microsoft claims nobody's asking for a VR. Virtual reality is either an important transformative technology or a niche in- innovation that's destined to be subsumed into mixed reality. No one's quite sure yet. But two of the industry's biggest players are now taking opposing positions on the subject, as executives from Microsoft and Sony have shared thoughts on whether users are actually interested in VR and fans are weighing in with their own views. The Flashpoint was a comment from Microsoft Xbox's chief, Phil Spencer, who reportedly downplayed VR as an isolated, isolating experience and said that nobody's asking for VR, at least from his customer base. Quote, the vast majority of our customers know if they want a VR experience, there's places to go get those, he explained, though he also said nobody's selling millions and millions of VR headsets. For these reasons, the company isn't planning to support VR on its next Xbox console, codenamed Project Scarlet. Spencer's take apparently didn't sit well with Sony's Shuhei Yoshida, who led the company's worldwide studios through much of the growth of the PlayStation VR, a headset that has, in fact, sold well over 4 million units. This morning, Yoshida tweeted that, We oftentimes work hard to make things that no consumer customers are asking for. A fairly gentle retort that recalls the supposed quote from car pioneer Henry Ford. If I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. On one hand, the company's respective positions are hardly a surprise at this point. Microsoft has has placed its large largest mixed reality bets on AR, releasing two HoloLens headsets solely for enterprise customers, while providing lukewarm support for Windows VR and killing a nascent VR initiative for the Xbox One X. By contract, Sony completely embraced VR for both its current and next-generation PlayStation consoles. The company has promised that the existing PlayStation VR and its software will work on the new console, as well as teasing a next-generation VR headset for release after the PlayStation 5's 2020 launch window. So I asked people what y'all thought of this news. It did come out rather late as well in the day. Nathan writes in via Twitter like you can too, uh, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Please follow us, please. I need friends. Um, he says, I mean, Xbox has bigger things that need to be fixed next generation. This is a bad gen for them, and they need to focus on the basics and not water down their message with VR. It does mean, though, anyone looking at a console gaming and VR will come to PlayStation, though. And I thought that was a really, yeah. really good take on this whole quote. Um, then we got Garrett Bland that writes via Twitter. I really like this question. Uh, with the conflicting thoughts in the gaming industry about VR, do you think Sony is going to continue 
VR support into the next gen. Will we see a PSVR 2? And if so, what features does it need to grab a larger audience? Fantastic question, Garrett. Um, and so I'll throw it right back to you. Mm-hmm. Confl- like, I've seen I've seen Matt Piscatella from, um, I was going to say MPI. God, what is God, I, f- I forget where he's from. MPD Group. There you go. Uh, MPD Group. He does all the stats, the t- statistics, see where the industry's heading. And he's just like, yeah, VR is not really what the venture capitalists thought this was going to be. It is not the next bastion for gamers or entertainment. It just kind of seems like it's a thing that exists, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of lingering. It's not blossoming or blooming because... Not a lot of people want to put on a headset and want to deal with wires or mm-hmm. just want to put on the headset and isolate themselves. I think Phil Spencer is right to that degree. So do you think Phil Spencer's like right in that aspect? Do you think that, they're going to continue with VR? Uh, I, I do think PlayStation is going to continue with it. I think, yeah. I mean, it sold over 4 million units. Uh, people mm-hmm. are buying PSVR. And if you if you are interested at all, just side note: Black Friday, two hundred bucks, you get five awesome VR games. Yeah, jump on it. It's the best time to get it. Um, I think PlayStation has really promoted and embraced VR into a point where they want to they want to be that next big boon, right? They want to have this keep going into the next consoles because why not? Why not What's have the- an added added thing to to bring people over to PlayStation? Like Nathan writes, anyone that wanted console gaming in VR, Xbox has said they're not going to do it. What's the other system that does it? I yeah. mean, sure, Switch has that Labo VR, but whatever. You know, you got <laughs> PSVR and PlayStation, so why not yeah. come over to PlayStation to do it? Well, the interesting thing about that is how VR is changing. Like, you have things like the Oculus Quest, where it's getting sure. me very much in the door with Oculus going, okay, yeah. I'm interested because also, with the all of a sudden Facebook I don't need anything. Bought Beat Saber. I was about to say, yeah, Yeah, they they bought Beat Games, which I wonder what's going to happen there. But like when it comes into the VR space, there are companies making moves. You just said Mm -hmm. Facebook. Again, Facebook again with Oculus. You have uh, Alex happening with Half-Life. And so like, yeah, I I think PlayStation and Sony as a whole, this is still an experiment to them. Mm -hmm. And they see that there's something here. They want to see where they can really push the envelope. So to me, all I want is a PSVR that is a dedicated machine Mm -hmm. that I could theoretically take anywhere. And that's what I want out of VR. Sure. Yeah. Kill the wires and you get so many people in. Mm -hmm. And if you tell people that, you sell them on that. Sorry, acid reflux hit me hard tonight, guys. Holy shit. God, like a gut punch. But like you sell people on that bam you get so many people on the door like you market it correctly i think it's gonna do well and if you find different avenues that people are interested in Mm -hmm. you know if you sell the fact that hey you could watch live sports in vr that that's gonna be awesome like you could do it right now like you could watch raw in vr yeah and they they do have some football clips what is the the app called on playstation oh man this is gonna bother me that's the problem even yeah. someone who's into it, like I have know. it, I just I can't. I can see it. I just can't remember the name. You can of it. conceptualize it. You can't. Yeah. yeah. So like, to me, it's just it's. Yeah, I think they need to market it 
differently. I, I also and, think you just brought up one with Half-Life Alex, right? Yeah. Everyone saw that. It was like, oh, I'm going to beef up my PC and go and buy this VR headset strictly because that looks awesome. And it's on a franchise that is beloved. And I think yeah. that's something PlayStation would be smart if we get a, a beloved PlayStation franchise and have a brand new VR thing that is looks as good as the Alex does. That has the freedom of wires and the, the, the better hand controllers and stuff. You know what I mean? Half-Life Alex has 8 million views right now. Yeah. Okay, on a headset that is completely overpriced. Yeah. So it, bringing the IP that is worth a damn, mm-hmm. that's important as well. Absolutely. You know? I, so, w- what is the only VR tie-ins that we have to other games? Is it the Until I mean, Dawn, Rush of Blood? Yeah, yeah, you got the Rush of Blood, you got the Arkham game. Arkham, that's right. But that was, um, what, an hour and a half? You got that awesome Spider-Man VR experience from oh, the movie. Was it awesome? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, was it? I mean, th- like, that, yeah. honestly, this is not a joke. The, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, as I'm coughing up. Um, yeah, the Call of Duty Infinity, Infinite Warfare had a VR jackal Flight assault. Yeah. yeah, And that was awesome. It was the space dogfighting and it was mm-hmm. maybe 45 minutes but it was so freaking cool battlefront had one as well yeah. and it was awesome it was a great 20 minutes but like i think we need to step away from experiences and give us go full in good yeah dude give us a, what if we had a star wars tie fighter oh. game that'd be amazing yeah. like we're getting an iron man game mm-hmm. so like again if you bring the ip to this platform I think that's gonna get people into the door. Like I, we have a good friend, um, Luke and I's mutual friend Kevin. <laughs> He's contemplating either getting an Oculus or a PSVR because he wants Iron Man, but he wants mm. uh, Vader Immortal. So like, there has to be a balance here. Yeah. Where where again you're giving out great IP, but at the same exact time you're letting the casual audience know that you could do more than just games with yeah. it. Yeah, for you sure. Know? What if I were to ask you right now, what is the one PlayStation franchise you want a massive, massive game in VR to be? Do you want a Bloodborne VR? No, 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 that's not a game I want in VR. Um, I want a Bloodborne two. I don't want. That's the other thing is like, give me a Bloodborne two. Don't give me a, you know, here's all the weapons you can look at it real yeah. close. You know, I think that's cool we, if you're a cosplayer, but yeah. What I think would be really, really killer, mm-hmm. is an Uncharted. VR experience. You're climbing up mountains. You are taken behind cover, taking on these enemies, finding treasure, picking up, dusting it off. Like you are in this tropical setting, whatever, going on an adventure. I think that would be super cool in VR. So you know, here's the thing though with VR yeah. and just me being an immature brat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm gonna do if it's a first person game? What are you gonna do? Pretend it's your. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I find out is I have hands, and I'm like, can can it grip? Oh, my God. (laughs) So I do all the time. Do you do that in every VR game you've ever played? (laughs) Every single one. So you're telling me the beloved game of yours, Ghost Giant, you try to jack off a ghost? No. (laughs) Is that what you try to do? No, no. Okay, that's the only game. That's the only game I did. I would not. No, it's a fox kid. No, that's where I draw the line. But like, like for example, Blood and Truth, which is an amazing game. Yeah. Every time there's a cutscene, I'm just like <laughs> trying to beat him. <laughs> it's funny to me. It's funny. Yeah. Kyle. 
It's a, it was a sick hat. But like Blood and Truth, an amazing PSVR title you could only get there. Yeah. I, I So for me, how awesome would it be we get a SOCOM VR game? Mm. You know? That'd be cool. Yeah, and then I get dishonorably discharged for <laughs> discharged for a fellow, uh, you know. You know, uh, here's, here's another <laughs> yeah. one. It's not a, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to Happy act away from this. Is, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, play this in front of your family. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not a PlayStation like exclusive, but yeah. a world that would be cool in VR is Dishonored. The Dishonored Ooh. VR game would be super cool where you're stealthing. There's multiple ways to get through the level. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool. I would like a God of War, like, axe throwing so I could just recall it. That would be that'd dope. Be, that'd be super cool, too, yeah. But, like, yeah, there's there's nothing. I think other than, like, SOCOM, maybe Infamous. Because mm. I could shoot powers out of my hands. That'd be cool. That, that would be dope. I don't know. Just, again... Uh, give me more Astrobot. Like, yeah. give me experiences that are gonna define mm-hmm. my experience with with VR. But like, mm-hmm. do you think at the end of the day, Phil Spencer has a point here? Like, do you think he's just he's just being misquoted? Like, like it happens to be nine times out of ten, and he's not trying to shit on your thing that you like. Mm-hmm. He's just saying it doesn't make business sense. I I, I truly believe for in, in his mind, yeah, it doesn't make business sense for Microsoft. So. Why even talk about it? Which I totally yeah. get, and it's totally fine. Yeah, and I think what Nathan said is correct. I wouldn't want any of those studios working on VR. Oh yeah, no. Right? Like I would. No, absolutely not. Your Xbox, you need to fix your brand, and what? I mean, you've done a great job. Now the only thing is, you need to deliver games, right? And like so far, I'm not impressed. Like. But I'll be honest, that bug game doesn't impress me. Uh, the other fighting Overwatch game, that's going to flop. And so like, I'm looking at the games that they're making right now. It's just like, oh, I feel like you're just kind of throwing out games that throw out games mm-hmm. to say you have them. All right. So I think they need to double down on making awesome AAA experiences rather than throwing a team like Rare on a VR game. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I don't think he's trying to shit on it. I just think he's saying... On our level, it doesn't make sense. It does suck, though, that he's not even allowing Oculus support. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that's really bumming me out. And, and here's the thing where I I could have sworn that Oculus was on stage at Microsoft at some point. They had, like, this weird partnership right? with them where it's like, yeah, you, you have an Xbox controller thrown into, like, an Oculus kit at some point. Luke Lore will let me know. Or Sean Capri, they'll be like, oh, actually, sir. Um, but yeah, so for me, I I don't see, I really don't see the drama here. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome that we're actually seeing some differentiation. I mm. totally messed up that word. But you know what? You know what? Adam Leonard, I don't care. Uh, and a, I don't care you broke your own. quick up. little Google search. Yeah. Uh, E3 2015, Microsoft and Oculus and the partnership announcement. And that was on stage. Yeah, and then ever since, where's it been? Yeah. I don't know, it's like one of those promises that I keep hearing. Mm. Um, so, like, for me, I, I, I'm not, I don't mind Phil, I don't care. Yeah. I like the tweet out of Shoe, though. Mm-hmm. Him kind of going, no, 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 no. And I love the, like, hey, if 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 people were asking what they wanted, they would ask for Faster Horses. And I'm like, that, 
that's an amazing quote because that is, I think, what Shu's mission here is seeing if VR works, where does it work? Mm -hmm. That is the key. And I think that's what PlayStation's really trying to do is, okay, where does this fit where we can get a bigger marketplace in? And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But we're, I like seeing PlayStation kind of dig their feet into the ground going, we're going to try to get something out of this other than like what they did with the Vita, which was kind of seemed like the first six months didn't work out and they cut and ran. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rip Vita, dude. Rip Vita. But yeah. With that, Kyle, you want to mm-hmm. get to the, is this already the last story? Yeah. No, second to last. Second to last. I lied. Oh. I take that yeah back. Uh, Jay Peters over <laughs> The Verge writes, Amazon's cloud gaming service could arrive next year and offer Twitch integration. CNET reports that Amazon is planning to announce its own cloud gaming service next year. CNET's story corroborates a January report from The Information, which first revealed the, the existence of the service and said that it would likely wouldn't launch until 2020 at the earliest. Job listings have also given us some evidence that Amazon has a cloud gaming service on the way. The company has been hiring for a new initiative in its Amazon Web Services team. AWS underpins many Hmm. cloud-based services you use every day that, according to CNET sources, is involved with the new gaming service. One job posting found by CNET apparently says that Amazon plans to integrate the service with with Twitch, which sounds similar to Google's eventual plans for integrating Stadia and YouTube. The Verge found a job listing that's up right now for a principal product leader, For a new AWS gaming initiative, the listing doesn't reveal any details about what the service might look like, but it does contain a pretty bold statement about Amazon's gaming ambitions. We believe the evolution that began with arcade communities a quarter at a time, growing to the live streams and esports of today, will continue to a future where everyone is a gamer and every gamer can create, compete, collaborate, and connect with others at massive scales. After the information's original report in January, The Verge previously found two job listings for engineers that would work on cloud games, including one listing that explicit, explicitly mentions some kind of new game business. <clears throat> uh, though you may not think of Amazon as a gaming company, it makes some sense that it wants to make a cloud gaming service and that it understands the massive potential for such a service. AWS already powers much of the internet, including huge games like Fortnite which means Amazon already has a massive amount of infrastructure and streaming know-how at its disposal that it could use to try to make a reliable cloud gaming service. Amazon also owns Twitch, an incredibly popular live streaming service, which probably gives Amazon a lot of intel about the types of games people might spend hours playing every single day. Amazon has experimented with cloud gaming before. Check out this video of a hybrid Amazon cloud game where you blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Real talk. The reason why I posted it... it pasted check this out don't check it out don't yeah. actually no go go to who did this who, who wrote this up? The Verge. The Verge. <laughs> happy Peters. thanksgiving y'all um yeah check it out because that video shows that amazon was already having this uh game being streamed hybrid streamed um uh, from a fire stick and so you could already see that they're experimenting with ideas when it comes to the the cloud kyle Seeing more people enter the gaming sphere, mm-hmm. do you get nervous that Sony might lose ground? I, I hear that a lot, right? We're like, mm-hmm. you know, I think I was listening to the Xbox expansion pass because you know what? Sometimes I want to hear wrong opinions out of my good friends. <laughs> and, you know, Luke was just like, 
I'm curious where PlayStation is going to be next generation because we're seeing Xbox make such strides with xCloud, mm-hmm. right? Make such strides with Game Pass. You're seeing Google Stadia come in to the to the field, wherever that may lead. Now you have Twitch. These are huge, m- bigger companies than PlayStation in the grand scheme of things in terms of software infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Like those are software companies, even Amazon. Like we talked about it here. They help run Fortnite. So yeah, these all these companies have deep pockets are you concerned for sony going into this next generation that they're gonna lag behind uh i don't i see it as them kind of letting everyone kind of test the waters and then Mm -hmm. come in with uh with what they want it to be and kind of learn from everyone's mistakes uh oh i got some breaking news show what's that uh what's that I would also officially like to announce that my gaming streaming service, <gasps> Who Dat Ninja oh Gaming Stream, called Who Dat Game Streams, is coming out in 2021. Look out for it now. I mean, Joe, it's ridiculous. There's so many now. <laughs> There's so many. Everybody has a game streaming thing, right? This is insane. It's yeah. like, why does that, why do people feel the need? And this even comes to like PlayStation if they ever have their their own version like full on. Well, like, they got PlayStation. I now, know, right? but like, kind of count. Sure, but like it's it's too much. Do people really expect to be subscribed to all these different game streaming things? Like, how can they all survive with That's, one another? It's that insane. is the it is it is, and I think so. Like for me, I'm not worried whatsoever. No, Amazon has tried to get into the gaming industry multiple times. Remember when people were afraid of the Ouya? Remember that? Oh my god. (laughs) It's it's small. It's as powerful as a Samsung. It's going to run all these... Yeah, it was... God. What a... God, what a console. But that's a great point. Like, dude, Amazon just closed down... I think, was it this year or last year? They closed down studios for their their games department, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how... How do we take these these companies seriously when like you you look at a Google and already their their message is kind of like they're lying to their consumers now I don't know if it's I haven't gotten stadia in my hands yet and I'm mm-hmm. not here to just shit all over stadia because we're a PlayStation show but like from what I've seen for the most part of red is it's like the the service is anemic in terms of like, or barren, better word. It's there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. They don't even have achievements yet. You can't even play it on an iPhone. Like they promised you 4K streaming. None of the games are hitting true 4K. Mm-hmm. They said that this thing is twice the power of a PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X, and it can't even run uh, Red Dead Redemption as well as an Xbox or a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. So like that is concerning, and you know seeing. Stadia's very questionable marketing and advertising just doesn't make any sense. So I don't see Stadia being a big threat. They're, for the first few years, they're going to be stumbling out the gate mm-hmm. learning. And so I, I see Stadia in its own separate field. I see PlayStation doing their own separate thing. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. I think Xbox doing their own thing. Totally fine. Yeah. I think the strategic partnership that we saw earlier uh, this year between Microsoft and PlayStation with the Azure servers yeah. is very much Sony doing what xCloud is doing. Like mm-hmm. literally taking xCloud technology 
and yeah, putting it into their PlayStation brand. Like that's what I see PlayStation going into the future with rather than, yeah, like seeing, I, I think, we, I think we take Twitch as this huge force because it's, you know, where shroud used to be. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, it's just a big marketplace for streamers, but I don't think that equates to, gamers on your service you know yeah. what i mean i don't know i think Do- it makes sense for microsoft and sony because you already have that console so yeah. it's an added benefit to it so these other places like google and and amazon and lord knows you know what comes next maybe circuit city comes out of the grave and has one but like Whoa. it's they're they're a brand new thing without a dedicated gaming thing already so like sony Is microsoft Hulk makes sense the <laughs> is he is he gonna be the spokesperson? Oh, right, wait, wasn't he for for Circuit City? I don't. Or is remember. that PC and Richard and Sons? Whatever. When they have their. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, brother. <laughs> Go away, Hulk. Uh, yeah, I just I think it makes sense for for the companies that already have a console as an added bonus to yeah. that dedicated fan base. So these other things popping up, I don't see it gaining a whole lot of traction. Yeah, I think what you're saying there is, is is perfect. Yeah, there are way too many people entering the ecosystem. At, like, at this point, I mean, we heard Apple was even being rumored. I think now that's yeah. just, it's just Apple Arcade, which is fine. But, like, yeah, you're seeing Stadia, you're seeing Twitch. Who is next that's going to enter this market? We've seen Steam try with the Steam boxes just not mm-hmm. work. So I think the problem with a Stadia or... Uh, uh, you know, an Amazon is trying to convince people to get onto this culture. Mm-hmm. Like PlayStation has a culture. It has 20 plus years of being a console, right? Yeah. You have Xbox. It, did they just turn 10 or they turned, I think 12, I think, right? Like they're a decades old. They have a culture that surrounds them. Nintendo, holy shit, has decades of just culture and love for their IP. Mm -hmm. And so if you're Stadia going, hey, guys, we put the Konami code behind our controller, uh, that's not a winning formula, right? That's not a convincing argument of why you need to join them. Same with Amazon, you know? Like, why? convince me why I should ditch the culture that is PlayStation, this known quantity for, for this question mark. Yeah. It's like if a consumer is, you know, brands are important, and I think that's where we lose out on it, is that Stadia is a new brand. Whatever Amazon puts out is a new brand. Mm-hmm. Sure, they're huge companies, but they're unproven products. And so if you're asking a mom, a mom knows a Nintendo product, mm-hmm. right? Like I was talking to my friend the, uh, today. It was just like when he was, a, when he was like, like 16, 17, the mom's like, I'll take, I'll take away your, your, your Nintendo PlayStation like that. And yeah. like, <laughs> my friend's like, that's not how it works. Like, or, or people... yeah, like working at GameStop, having parents around the holiday season come in like, yeah, I'll take Mario for Xbox. Yeah. And you're like, that's not how it works. That's not a thing. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is like, these companies have built culture around their products. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not nervous about whatever Amazon does, because look, we do the marketing for PlayStation for them. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- this is this show is centered around PlayStation mm-hmm. because we both love it. But like, yeah. you see online, people get into the asinine fucking arguments of whose box is better. Yeah. Like again, there are people doing the marching orders for these for these brands that I don't I don't get nervous when I hear this news mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't know. I, I will say if. The only thing that would get me to try this Amazon gaming streaming streaming service is yeah. if it's only one game, and it's the game of getting the pack real life package that you ordered to your house in one in one perfect fine condition. What w- wouldn't that be amazing? Like in a real life journey, like where you control <laughs> the process of the package getting from the Amazon warehouse to your house. Death Stranding too. Yeah. <laughs> where if you, if you if you if you're a really good gamer. Yeah. And you can get your package. You can basically get it before even Prime does. Yeah. If you if you keep playing, you, you get the package to you even quicker. I think I think that's actually what the service is gonna probably end up being. Yeah, with the drones, like c- control the drones <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> you're controlling the drones. You're doing the job for them, but you're having fun. No, fuck it's just you, like... Karen. I'm taking your drone out. Your package is going in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um... Dude, actually, that'd be dope. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'll buy into that culture. No, but like, I, I think, I think it's just something to market Amazon Prime with, mm-hmm. right? To add more value so that they can buff up the prices of that. Because like, even when you see, like, Amazon Prime is not a huge thing, or Prime Video, at least to me. Like, I've, I don't hear anybody talk about that. I hear people talk about Disney Plus because of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you should check out patreon.com slash badbit. Oh, it's gonna be nuts on Friday. But like you hear about Disney Plus, and again, Disney Plus is popular. Why? Disney has built this culture around their IP, their products, and now their products are there for you mm-hmm. for six bucks a month. I mean Prime um, Video's got some got some stellar stuff on there. What's it got? The boys. Uh, they got that. Um, oh, I can't remember the name, but it won. A oh, you got it. No, it got one. It was with uh, Jeffrey Tambor, where he played a um, uh, a, a gender fluid uh, character, I think. But Transparent. I know, yes. But that lasted the seri- season because sure. Jeffrey Tambor. I, I got... mean, you got the man. The man in the high castle was also Prime Video. Like yeah. they, they and they have other studios. I think the Lord of the Rings show is going to be on Prime Video, so they do have some things. Yeah, um, just not yeah. all the things. It not doesn't have things. the Mandalorian. No. All right. No. I have spoken. It doesn't have Alexi from Stranger Things. Okay. That's what that's what Amazon doesn't have. Kyle, let's get to our last story. I'm tired. <laughs> Ryan Met- uh, Metzler, Metzler. Sorry, Ryan. Over at Dual Shockers writes. God of War's development is detailed in new podcast series from Santa Monica Studio. While it has been over a year and a half since it was released on PS4, God of War has still left an impression thanks to its vivid storytelling and detailed world and gameplay. While the game successfully rebooted the God of War franchise with a striking story and emotions behind it, its development has still been a source of incredible insight into the making of video game. Uh, And now Sony Santa Monica is giving us a closer look or listen through a new podcast series. Over on the PlayStation blog, Santa Monica Studios detailed a new limited series podcast. It is debuting called Worlds Collide, which which will provide insight and highlights from the development of 2018's acclaimed God of War and the ways that the studio collaborated to bring the epic game to life. 
Specifically, Santa Monica Studio detailed that the first episode titled Fitting a Side Quest in Anywhere provides listeners with insights into the making of the Witch Bones quest and other side quests featured in God of War and how they were designed so players could hop into them at any point in the story. The first episode features Santa Monica Studios' Luis Sanchez, lead level designer, Anthony Demento, senior systems designer, and Adam Dolan, narrative designer, to give listeners added context and insight into the making of the game across level system and narrative design. The podcast itself is available on PlayStation's official SoundCloud channel, but can also be listened to or downloaded through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast platforms. You know what that show kind of sounds like to me, Kyle? Mm, It sounds like The Road to Greatness. Where we do deep dives into the latest and greatest games hitting PlayStation. Available right now, Episode 1, Death Stranding, Prologue to Chapter 2, Patreon.com slash BadBit. That's cool. No, that's cool, Shu. You copied my ideas. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. No, this is really awesome. It's awesome. And I, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I would love to see more studios do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the inside any yeah. any creative's mind or yeah. like how something gets made. That documentary know, Raising Kratos was amazing. Amazing. But like even more than that, like um, Stephen Colbert, when he was launching The Late Show had a podcast about him creating the Oh, that's show. awesome. That's yeah, cool. so like that's what I really like is like getting down into the into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. with these creators who are making stuff and how how it gets made step by step. This yeah. is like the transparency I would like to see to educate more people on what it is the the struggles that is content creation or or, or not just content creation but you know, game design. Yeah. Let me let me in on that. That is so cool yeah. to me. Yeah, give me yeah. give me just more behind the scenes stuff, which is why uh the second episode of the show dropped today, but uh retro replay, Troy Baker and Nolan North, they're doing a definitive playthrough of The Last of Us. Yeah. They're they're having the voice actors on and and kind of the insight and like Troy is playing and he's like naming all the voice actors and how they filmed the scene and what they were mm-hmm. looking at and how the room the first to 16 them. minutes like you're seeing them yeah dive back into the roles yeah like, the, yeah the first see... episode had Troy and um the actress who played uh Sarah in the yeah. in the beginning of the game and seeing them clutch to each other when that scene happens and you know what that scene is yeah um it it made me cry because that scene is emotional, but seeing how invested they are as, as characters and gave behind the scenes info on that and how tough that was to shoot and how yep. it felt and the different and how... takes and what Neil directed Troy to do. It, yep. That stuff is fascinating yeah. to me. I want yeah, like, more games to do this. Yeah. Like the one thing that I loved out of that video was like, uh, like when he, when he filmed that scene in particular, uh, guys, it's been, it's been, years now but you know yeah. what i'm talking about um neil Druckmann like called him the next day he's like hey listen you know we got the joel's I think a it was broken like a man week. i think it was a yeah. while yeah yeah i was like listen you know we know joel's a broken man and i got a broken man out of you in that scene mm-hmm. but i didn't get desperation i didn't get yeah. this i didn't get that i didn't get i was just like holy shit yeah and that is a again a great way of like Oh, so that's how acting works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's how a director directs. Like, I don't know. Really interesting. Super cool. So I'm going to definitely try this out. Sure. Or, or, or give it a listen uh, during the Thanksgiving break. Yeah. But with that, Kyle, are you holding on to something? I'm always holding on to something. 
Okay, good, because currently, as of recording, it's 12.30 at night, and I can't yell, and I'm too tired to. So prepare the drop. Each <laughs> and every week, PlayStation drops the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is, Kyle, there's way too many awesome games to name. Way so we many. each pick a game of our choosing to throw out there, to let you guys know. Mm-hmm. My pick this week, Gris. Gris is a hopeful young girl lost in her own world, dealing with painful exp- uh, with a painful experience in her life. Her journey through sorrow manifested in her dress, which grants new abilities to navigate her faded reality. Gris is a serene and evocative experience. It gets the people going, free of danger, frustration, or death. Uh, it can be enjoyed by anyone regardless of their spoken language. This came out for the Switch uh, back in 2018 in December. Now it's coming out on PlayStation. Looks beautiful. Looks like a water painting. Yeah, I'm all in. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, my pick, and I'll be honest, friends, slim pickings this week. Slim. Um, very slim. Uh, but my pick goes to Gas Guzzlers Extreme. Gas Guzzler's Extreme is a fast, furious, arm to the teeth, trigger-happy shooter shifted into top gear. Take a white-knuckle ride in this crazily addictive combat racing game that features a ton of vehicles, weapons, upgrades, on-track bonuses, environments, and a zombie apocalypse. Whoa, shit. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's is also out? I saw that. Uh, Yeah, which is is, uh, the VR is. Oh, so this I think is... this is the original game is finally on PS4. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Kyle, let's talk about Andy Snail Mail. Let's talk you know, about it. You know, each and every week, I just, I get this rush of theft. Like, I just <laughs> get this need, this calling. It's a voice inside my head. It says, Joe, you need to go to Andrew House's house in probably London, because he's got a British accent, right? And it's like, steal his stuff. And I'm like... Yes, voice inside my head. I need to quench this thirst. So every single week, I fly out there. Sometimes I swim. Sometimes I run fast enough. I walk on water. Don't like to brag, but I do it. Um, This week, I got three. No, four. No. No. Five pieces of Andrew House's mail. You ready for this? I'm always ready. Famous Seamus and Blaze Knight asked a similar question, so you could give us these questions via the Casa de Badbit Discord link in the description, or following us at Twitter at PS Trophy Room. Shoot us a question; we'll answer it here on the show. Um, they asked what Black Friday sales on PS on the PSN store or any other store. Do you look forward to? I'm looking forward to the deluxe edition of Resident Evil 2 remake for. $29 Canadian fake money. <laughs> Dang. That's a, that's a, that's a sale, all right? I don't know what, if it's good or not. What is in the deluxe edition? Is that like DLC and stuff? I'm assuming it's DLC, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I'm trying to take a look right here, right now, at the GameStop one before I tell mine. But is there anything in particular you're looking at? Uh, for uh, Resident Evil, for sure, is one that I missed. Um mm. Not specifically on PSN, but I believe Best Buy has it for $15. Ooh. Or Target has it for $15, so I might go pick it up at that price. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, Kyle, it comes, I have... 
I have. I, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. Go ahead. WWE 2K20. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. $27. Nope. Not, Came out weeks ago. Not. No. I will never. I'm sorry. Not. Like. That needs not to be it. a PS Plus game at this point. Because that's the only way I'm going to play that game. Mm. Uh, which saddens me a whole lot. But, like, when it comes to Black Friday games, it is. For me, what I look for is. Um, Games that I wouldn't necessarily rush to the store for. Things that I'm intrigued by that aren't really up my alley as far as, like, typical typical games I play. Yeah. Also, like, huge RPGs, if I don't already have it. If it's on sale, I will most likely get it. Okay. Uh, for me, I saw this. God damn you, Garrett Bland. He posted it on Twitter. Kyle, he's heard the clarion call mm-hmm. from both you and Luke Lore. Oh, yeah? He got control. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Now, of course, for Xbox, so he got on the wrong console, yeah. but it's a steelbook. Oh, I admit, that was a Best 25 Buy exclusive. 25 bucks. Best right? Buy exclusive. So I am very tempted yeah. of checking that out and giving it a good look-see. For sure. Um, I am taking a look. That is that is the one for sure. Actually, there I'm was another one. right now. Let's see if I can buy it now. Oh, that's... A... Kyle, get on it. Oh, uh, Near Automata. I'm just always, I always get it used. And I always like, I don't know. I kind of just, it, it, and then people pronounce it weird. And it always turns me off too. It's like, it's actually, it's, yeah, uh, it's automatopoeia. And I'm like, get out of here, dude, with your fucking pronunciation. <laughs> All right, get out. And maybe I'll rebuy Sekiro. I don't know. Mm. Probably not though. It's too hard. I don't like it. Uh, but also one game that does like pique my interest is Need for Speed Heat. That is 35 bucks. Mm. But I don't know what the whole PC thing, what that's going to look like. So for me, yeah, it's definitely Control, though, for Steelbook. I, You know me. Steelbook cases. That's my jam. It is currently so. 40 bucks on BestBuy.com. $30 well, you, savings. You get it in the store for a lot less. Mm. So check it out. Uh, the Winter Gamer writes in, just like you can too, again, PS Trophy Room or the Casa de Babbitt Discord, he asks, what are some things that you... Th- you are thankful for that Sony has done at, that has made gaming great for you. What a topical question that I absolutely <laughs> adore and that I will take before you get a chance. I'm very happy we activate him, activated him for this question. Yeah, honest to goodness, like all those lives lost, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm I'm thankful for for them finally budging t- for crossplay. Sure, that's a thing that's happening. That's a cool one, yeah. That's awesome. I'm thankful they listened to their fans there. What about you, Kyle? I this is gonna sound, you know, stupid for those of you that don't care. Yeah. But what's the name of the show, Joe? Um, it's called the Xbox Drive. <laughs> I'm in my car. <laughs> just wait. Let me just interrupt the show for a second. I gotta get a <laughs> coffee. <laughs> uh, it's the trophy room. Yeah. Can I get? Sorry, sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, hi. Can I get um a large coffee to Splenda? Uh huh. Thank you. Sorry, Kyle. What were you saying? I hate you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the trophy room. Oh, yeah? Right? And so what I'm thankful for is trophies. I think that's... Uh, oh, sorry, Kyle. Sorry. Um, One sec. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. $2.09? All right. Here's my card. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> sorry, Kyle. Sorry. I derailed the show. <laughs> is this what I have to look forward to now that I I can listen to the show that, now that I'm an Xbox owner? Yeah. <laughs> It's fantastic. Um, but I'm super thankful for trophies. 
And I know not everyone loves them and think they're stupid, but I think they add such great value to the games that I love and going for trophies for the platinum trophies and getting one mm-hmm. is such a feeling of of pride in me. And I, I like you, I want to only do it for games that I truly love yeah, or had a great time with. Um, so yeah, I'm super thankful for trophies when it comes to Sony. That That is why I am very much debating platinuming Death Stranding. Mm. And I will platinum Jedi Fallen Order for yeah. sure. I'm going to platinum yeah. Jedi for sure. Death Stranding, I know, I, I I don't know if I want to continue doing it. So that's why... I... Kyle, Kojima believes in you, dude. Maybe in years from now, I'll go back and, and platinum it. But right now, okay. I think I'm done with it. Uh, Nasty Boots writes in, what has been the biggest turkey, oh my god, game-wise on PlayStation 4 so far? Turkey means fumble, or, and, and he said it in a very <laughs> Irish way, or cock up. <laughs> oh, so Kyle, what was the game that they fumbled on? I got biggest fumble? two in mind. Really? Oh, yeah. Last Guardian, for sure. <gasps> that's a divisive game as well and see how i use the all proper like uh because like some people absolutely love it like like mrs nasty boots loves the last yeah. guardian yeah. I, I and by by fumbled or biggest turkey you know like it's a game that they were teasing forever and it like was it real did it get canceled the, there was mm. there was such a uh, uh an aura around the last guardian and mm-hmm. it came out, and it got. They officially said that date in that amazing E three presentation, and then that date got pushed once. I think it got pushed twice, and it just they really messed. They messed with it too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, for me it is two games. All right, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it. The Order eighteen eighty six is an easy one. Mm. Yep, I can say the Order eighteen eighty six all live long day. I think it deserves a sequel. Or, if I'm being true to myself, mm-hmm. Days Gone. Eh, I, 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 I don't think Not that's a such a huge gone. fumble. I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, Turkey this year, and I'm just thinking... Oh, of this man, year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was such a, like, again, I had fun with the game. I think it's a good game. Mm-hmm. And now that they have made the golden path of what that game is great but when it first launched and like me being like 20 something hours in and not even like halfway and i was just like where where's the, the sense of direction in this game mm-hmm. that's the thing that i got very annoyed with it mm-hmm. is a it is a good seven as a wise man would say uh the next question ha- is from uh, nathan and he writes in asking this if you were going to add pumpkin spice to any playstation 4 exclusive <laughs> i love the theme which one would you choose? Obviously, it's God of War. What in what part would you the pumpkin spice be? There's just a, it's just it's it's autumn Is it like, like a power half boost? the time. No, it's just it's it's autumn, and I feel like when you know. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking mechanically in game. Oh, you're thinking mechanically. Like in game. you eat some pumpkin spice, yeah. the the axe. Like I like Ooh, I sip you it. You carve people like, like pumpkins. It was nice. It's uh, actually nice. What what game? Pumpkin spice. Oh, can I get another one? Yeah, go ahead. Instead of monster, it's pumpkin spice oh. lattes. <laughs> In Death Stranding? Yep. You take a sip out of your canteen, you're like, mm, that has an oaky afterbirth. So Sam is Sam is basic? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Sam is a little basic, my yeah. bitch, yeah. Uh, 
That that's a that's a good call. That, that one's good. good. One. Uh, Gotta proud of that one. You know what? Neck neck needs some pumpkin, pumpkin right. spice in there. Also, I'm very sad that you did not get the office reference, but that's fine. What? Because I said uh, when he sipped the canteen, I said, mm, "It's an oaky afterbirth." I mean, I did. I got it. Or, no, he says smoky. He says smoky afterbirth. Yeah. I know, I know where you're going with. Okay, good. All right. yeah. I, I, you know what? I like that. Luke Lore writes in, that son of a bitch. <clears throat> uh, PlayStation Now has over 800 games in its service and now comparable uh, in price to Game Pass. Why hasn't Sony adjusted its marketing strategy to highlight this to more uh, casual consumers? Does PlayStation 5's rumored backwards compatibility with PS1 to PS5 games impact PlayStation Now? Great question, Luke Lore of the yeah. Xbox Expansion Pass. He's going to really love that. I gave him several shout-outs. Now, <laughs> enough. Um, I I think they are adjusting a strategy. Yes. I think there's an amazing commercial right now for PlayStation Now that you can... I've seen several times uh, yeah. while watching YouTube and on TV. Not just that, but like I was I was watching some streamers. Um, God, I, for, I forget her name. But like she was, she was streaming... Very popular, um, uh, usually Rainbow Six Siege player who has like thousands of viewers. She was actually playing Uncharted One, and it was sponsored by PlayStation Now. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so like they're doing stuff. I just don't think it, we're in our respective corners to actually care that much. And like for yeah. us, like I see it, but I also think like the announcement of what like Game Pass is doing and X Cloud and, and the XO announcement definitely took the wins out of the PlayStation Now announcement. So I think you're going to get an even bigger push when the PlayStation 5 launches Mm -hmm. um, or gets announced. So we'll see. I, but, I will I will highly suggest you watch the the new commercial for PlayStation Now because it's awesome. It is it's, dope. <laughs> it is dope. Like it has Kratos and Atreus go Kratos. What did I say? I didn't say Kratos the first time. I said a, a variation of his name. But like he's just showing up in somebody's living room and just like basically handing him Yeah, yeah like he's in the bathroom, he's just shaving, he's like, Here's <laughs> yeah. an axe boy. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, but like the rumor backwards compatibility, PS one, PS five games, I think that adds a tremendous value. Oh. Absolutely. Going back to it, yeah. And I think that's going to probably try to be Sony's, you know, staying point or their marketing point when pushing this service out to kind of go, hey, listen, we know our games aren't going to be day and date Mm because they don't need to be there. They're going to sell millions. So um, here's PS1 games kind of hold you over and kind of do what Nintendo does with their shitty online service, Mm. you know? Yeah. But instead of Metroid, it's Siphon Filter. It's a better game anyway. That's just science. <laughs> I broke you there. You did. You definitely did. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is how I kill Kyle. So with that, guys, that has been the Thanksgiving edition of the Trophy Room. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody for watching, um, and sticking with us through all of our technical difficulties this month. Mm-hmm. It's been rocky. And with that, before we end the show, yeah. Each and every month, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You know who we have as an intern? We actually should have pulled him in earlier oh, in the show. Oh, I'm sorry, our good, intern. Our good, shut your mouth. I didn't, not you, Kyle. I'm so sorry. Not you. Phil, I, I swear to God. I swear to God, Phil. Phil Spencer's our intern. He's not very good. And he will get a slap in the mouth if he ever even thinks about coming off frame. 
Anyway, he tries to interrupt the show by giving me a list of the awesome, amazing patrons that support us at any tier. Usually in the start of the show, I shout out the people that support us at the highest tier, like Daniel Welsh or like the winner gamer. But every month, again, whether you're a dollar, whether you're a hundred dollars, I don't give a crap. I'm going to shout you out. So with that, um, Aaron Doherty, thank you so much. Um, Adam Cause, oh my God, I put the screen so far away that I can't see it. This is going to be great. Alex Van Aken, Andrew Farman, Antonio Guillen, Brandon Myers, Daniel Welsh, Garrett Bland, Catherine, uh, Luke Lore, Marcus O'Neill, uh, Matthew NG, Mr. Moody, where is the other one? Oh, God. Nathan, what up? Patches Plays, Ribo Flavin, Sean Capri, Stephen Fontana, I Need Glasses, and Timothy Ulf, and our newest patron, Todd Aksha. Thank you all so very much. Those are going to pay for some prescription glasses. Because that is... <laughs> That is like an arm's length away, and I'm just like, ooh, where am I? Uh, thank you, everybody, at the Patreon levels, whether, again, you're a dollar, five dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever the amount is. Um, you really do help the show function. This month, you know, we had to replace this PC because it just died all of a sudden. That has been... A lot of the load has been lifted because of your generosity, so I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you all so freaking much and i'll just announce it here for patrons this is a patreon yes exclusive show uh because i i don't know if i want to put it out as an rss feed yet but um everybody knows i like star wars right kyle i'm a pretty yeah. big fan i got kylo ren's lightsaber custom made for my birthday i got a custom made qui-gon gym saber Ooh. has the divots in the grip as well awesome. it's nuts I love Star Wars, and I'm watching The Mandalorian, and we're talking about it in the Discord, and I'm talking about it everywhere. Baby Yoda's real. I could say that now. It's amazing. It's awesome. I love Star Wars. So what I decided to do is every time there's a new piece of Star Wars goodness, I want to recap it. So this week, we will have a new show for patrons of any level, Docking Bay 44, a Star Wars podcast where I break down seasons and episodes of The Mandalorian, anything Star Wars related, recapping the uh, Rise of Skywalker and all that goodness. So you get to see me truly geek out over some amazing moments and holy crap, if The Mandalorian is not something that gets me emotional mm -hmm. every episode... Oh, you're going to hear about it. So cool. check that out there. Road to Greatness as well should be out very soon as well. The second episode, um, we're going to get the finishing touches on that. And we'll send it out to patrons as well. So with all that said, everybody, with all that out of the way, Kyle, is there anything you want to pimp out before we head on out? I mean, yeah, yeah I'd always like to plug myself. Who that Ninja yeah. 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, you know all about my other shows. So since this is a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. I'm just going to say what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for this show. I'm yeah. thankful for you, Joe. I'm thankful for Thank everyone that, well. that listens yeah. in. And just, I'm thankful for, for video games and for people that love video games. And yeah. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. No, real talk, I am so thankful for you. Because here's the thing, Kyle. This, today was nuts. Yeah. Like, this PC was not working one bit. And we were so frustrated. And I kept on delaying and just shifting things around. And you were just like, Okay, friend. All right, that's fine. Yeah. We're cool. Whatever. I'm good. And I'm just like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I literally said, oh, yeah, we'll be, fi like, give me 15 minutes. And I was just like, 
15 minutes there. I'm like, give me another 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Again, you can find this show at PS Trophy Room uh, on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get an RSS feed. You can find us here. Spotify is a great place. Um, and you can find the show also at Bad Big Games, where I talk about not just PlayStation, but games at large, whether it's news, reviews, and all that great stuff in between. Follow me at Mr. Bad Bit. And so with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Wait and keep hunting. There you go. I was, I was messing up the <laughs> outro. And keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>